Welcome to The Pillars, the podcast of the 363rd ISR Wing of the United States Air Force. I'm Chaplain Jim Bridgem. And I'm Dr. Jerry Walker. On each episode, we find a brief resilience topic so you can practically fix any potential roadblocks you encounter and finish a better wingman, airman, and leader. So let's dive in. So what's our podcast today about? So today we are blessed to have joining us Tech Sergeant Johanna Ackerberg, who is our newest mental health technician at the 363rd ISR Wing. Yes, hello. Sergeant Ackerberg, welcome. Welcome. Uh, We're happy to have you with us both here for the podcast today and to serve our airmen at the wing. So uh, we figured today would be a great opportunity for um, us to get to know you and for the Wings Airmen to get to know you. Um, Just learn more about who you are, what you're all about, and what kind of things you can do for them as a part of our Airmen Resilience Team. Awesome. I'm excited. Okay. So tell us about your career. When did you join the Air Force? Oh, so I originally joined in 2005. Um, I did a year before, after finishing high school, before I joined, um, and was able to come in as a mental health technician. So I did pick my job, uh, which wasn't number one on my list, but I was very thankful when I realized what the job was going to be and how easy it came to me um, because I had obviously, from a young age, been helping um, as a helper along the way, and I really enjoy that, kind of being that go-to person. So, so And where was your first assignment? Oh, so I actually, my first assignment was at wonderful Hickam Air Force Base. Ooh. Yes, Hard and job. so I did. I spent a lot of years there. So eight of my 12 years was spent at wow. Hickam, not consecutive. I did a short stint at Offit, so I paid my dues. <laughs> and uh, But I loved it. Every assignment I've had, even this one here at Langley, I've enjoyed Great. And uh, what did you specialize in in your time? So I spent most of my first couple years kind of just figuring out what a mental health technician was and um, exploring kind of all the avenues. There's a couple different areas in which we can work. We can work in family advocacy. We can work in mental health, the actual clinic. Um, And then we have an amazing opportunity to be um, certified substance abuse counselors. So the second I had that opportunity, I went ahead and got certified. And so I've been certified for um, about eight years now. Awesome. As a drug and alcohol counselor for the Air Force. Yeah. So as a part of that certification, you can actually work with people who are having substance use issues. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I can. I have my own somewhat mini license, I would like to say, yeah. the certification. And so I have more freedoms than a normal mental health technician can. I can carry my own caseload. I can do my own individual appointments, sign my own notes, um, actually create treatment plans um, and just review them with like our program manager and stuff. Um, but I love it because there's more freedom on mm-hmm. that side um, to really kind of dive in and help people. Absolutely. And I think that that's a great stepping stone for uh, bringing you into the, the 363rd ISR wing because now you have even more freedom yes. to, to engage with our airmen. And what, what kind of things do you um, want to do or do you envision yourself doing uh, for the wing? Oh, yes. So I was super excited when I got told that I was selected for the position uh, because all the fun parts about mental health I get to really explore here, um, doing kind of individual um counseling slash communication with like stress management, relaxation, mindfulness, yoga. Mm -hmm. Uh, We can do, um, you know, coping skills. We can do all these different workshops and classes. And I don't necessarily have to worry about the clinic setting, like them showing up for their appointment, um, having to work through leadership to get time off, being embedded in the unit. It really allows you to kind of go to them so they don't have to impact their duty section as much. And I love it. So I've been trying to do a lot of walkabouts, make sure my face is known. 
That's awesome. Great. Can you talk about the retreat you just uh, ran? Oh, yeah. Yep. So Sergeant Jenkins and I, through her expertise, helped me uh, kind of guide through um, how we were going to spend this amazing gift money that was dropped through the chaplain. And uh, so we, she had a great idea, the Go Ape. Um, and so we, we... What is Go Ape? Go Ape is a zip lining company up in Williamsburg. And okay. we were able to procure some spots. We did a, a group of 14 and we walked about and we sent emails out and we had to kind of strong arm some people to go. I think <laughs> they were a little hesitant just because of maybe being taken out of the work section and and um, having that fun time. Um, but we did. And then not only were we able to go zip lining, but we also were able to provide lunch. And that's where we, we did a lot of our um, kind of workshop, you know, which are, we had titled um, Wingmanship, Who's in Your Guild? And mm-hmm. so we talked a lot about um, taking care of your wingman and, you know, being taken care of and how do you communicate and, you know, just the different aspects that we deal with day to day. You know, how do you get along with someone you don't like, which start, started a huge conversation, which sure. was hopefully beneficial for them because that's one of probably the hardest things that we deal with is how do we work with someone we don't like. No kidding. And so I, I, I think that was a very beneficial retreat for the, the 14 or so airmen who got to go. Uh, do you have more ideas for similar types of things that, that we might want to do in the future? Oh, yeah. Uh, as long as the money keeps coming, you know, <laughs> we, can, uh, yeah. we can definitely um, do a lot of, um, you know, retreats. And we're, I'm trying to think of a better name than a single airman retreat because I feel like we had a lot of confusion when mm. we were talking single airmen. And we're not just hitting airmen in the dorm, um, you know, because we do our marital retreats. And so we also want Mm -hmm. to hit all the other. And so I I feel kind of sad, like we have these two categories. Um, But really, in the end, we just needed the seats filled. So we were literally soliciting to anybody, married, not married, Mm -hmm. attached, unattached, whatever we wanted to call it. We really just wanted to get people um, involved. And so we have tons of ideas for upcoming events, um, but they're secret squirrel. So they they have to, to just wait. People have to wait to kind of hear what's coming out. So keep an eye out for the SG Weekly that's published. And on our future podcast, we'll try to give you as much notice as possible. Unfortunately, this money dropped rather rapidly. So we had very short notice to get out the advertisement. Uh, but we do but, have plans in the future to try to bring some of our programs to the folks who aren't at Langley. So if you hear us talking about some of these things that we're doing and you think you might be interested in that, please let us know. And you know what we can do is next time we, we come as a team to make a site visit, we can bring some of these pr- uh, programs or maybe some of the retreats with us. Yes, definitely. And with the added funds that we had just dropped on us, we were able to secure tons of books and materials that we are just willing to hand out to anybody that will take it. So um, hopefully we can start building on our um, video, what was that program? The The, Positive Psychology Short Film Series. Yes, the Short Film Series. um, Do some different groups on just basic communication and workshops like that. So we can do some lunch, kind of lunch and learn ideas. Um, So I'm excited to kind of get that running. Well, why we want to do this introduction today is to introduce you as a resource for folks so they can come to you and learn not just in a classroom setting, not just in a course, but they can learn on their own. So we want to give you and resource you to be able to do that and to become who you who you can self-actualize, who you can become, your goal, your ideal self. And we can help you do that very easily. Yes. Awesome. 
Yeah. And so you're you're now joining the team. You're another um, point of contact for our folks. So yes. they don't necessarily have to contact uh, myself, Dr. Walker, or uh, Chaplain Bridgen, but they can reach out to you as well. Yes, they yeah. can. I would love to be utilized. <laughs> okay, great. Well, um, we have some kind of off-the-wall questions we like to ask all of our guests, okay. so if you'll uh, oblige us. Um, if you could have one gigantic billboard anywhere with anything written on it, what would you have it say? Oh, it would probably have to say something where it get people to think, um, just kind of like, does that really say that? <laughs> um, maybe it could say um, like something like, where's your peace of mind? Or, like, something to make people just kind of question, like, are they still doing what they're supposed to be doing? Because we get stuck in our day-to-day, and sometimes we forget to, like, pull our heads up, take a breath, you know, get some fresh air, and then rejuvenate, and then dive back in it. Hmm. So maybe it would be something, like, you know, funny, I don't know, like, who's your serenity? Or, you know what I mean? Where's your Hmm. serenity? Something like that, like, just to kind of people be like, what are they talking about? Yeah, something to get them to to cogitate, to yes. to think uh, about it in a way that makes it stick with them, and so they're not just asking so- themselves that question, but actively trying to seek the answer. Yes, I exactly. Like I'm going to throw this to you, Chaplain Bridgem, just to catch you off guard. So it's uh, you know not unfair. We just do that to our our guests. What would your billboard say? Hmm. Be amazing. Hmm. And why I would say that is, I think we constantly limit ourselves and we lower our own standards when we can do so much more with our lives. Mm. And if we start our day and realize I can be amazing today, I can do some amazing things. And sometimes amazing might look like donating food or donating money to the Red Cross to help folks who are recovering from these hurricanes, Mm -hmm. giving service to another airman, just going and giving a hug or encouraging someone. But being amazing is something that we can all do. And so many people, so many people I talk to, they say, I could never do that, or Mm -hmm. I'm not good enough, or that's just not me. And when you tell them and give them a vision of themselves, of who you see them as, Mm -hmm. their max potential, they seem to rise to that. So be amazing. I like that. I like that. And a lot of times I think it's either um, fear or anxiety of the unknown holding people back or a sense of complacency where they are, um, not living up to that potential. But uh, what I like about that statement is if we focus on being amazing just this moment or just today, then that has a snowball effect. Then maybe tomorrow we can try to be amazing or even more amazing. And it just keeps going and going and going. And to be fair, amazing might be raising, going to the gym and adding <laughs> another five pounds. It doesn't mean you go and conquer the world. Right, right. Uh, so question for you, what book has most influenced you? Oh, <laughs> so I actually wrote about this in my SG Weekly. It's um, uh, a biography, um, mostly, you know, nonfiction, but for the most part fictional because it's written from the perspective of uh, Michelangelo Buonarotti, um, you know, the famous painter, um, uh, sculptor, Renaissance man. It's called The Agony and the Ecstasy. And if anybody hasn't read it, I would absolutely recommend it. It's um, a great story of um, a very creative, avid mind who struggled against all kinds of um, societal issues, political figures, um, poverty, and um, 
all kinds of things and somehow persevered and created amazing things that have endured to the present day. I mean, we still, we count him up there with Leonardo da Vinci and these other masters of the Renaissance era. And, uh, you know, to have his work endure like that, I think it's a testament to how even, you know, if we're struggling, we can still create amazing, wonderful things. Is there anything you'd like us to ask you before we close up? (laughs) Nothing in particular too crazy. Um, you could ask me about the therapy dog we're trying to bring to yes. our unit. Tell us about the therapy dog. Yes. So for the last couple of years, um, through some personal trauma on my own, I've been training my dog. She's a great Pyrenees, um, best breed if you're interested. Um, but uh, training her to be somewhat my service dog, um, not really an emotional support dog. I wanted her to be more than just there and present for me. Hmm. And what I learned was is that she actually likes to be very present for everybody. Um, And so she's super social and she's super white and fluffy. And so (laughs) for the last several years, even at my last assignment, I've been trying to figure out how can I incorporate her into our our therapy sessions, like our group sessions, especially with ADAP. Because I felt like when people get in a group setting, there's all kinds of nerves and emotions going on and nobody wants to share, but if they had something to focus on, like a yeah. pet, they could pet it and everything. Um, they tend to talk more. And, and big fluffy dogs just make everybody relax. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she does, too. And so when I found out about this opportunity, I had heard that there's been a lot of Army programs that have pets embedded. And so I've been collecting that research. Mm-hmm. And then now that I'm here, I've been throwing it out that there's some other Intel squadrons yeah. that have had therapy dogs yeah there, there might be another intel wing at langley that just happens to have a therapy dog yes. so and so i'm she is registered as a therapy dog but i want to make sure that we go through the right loops and so we're looking at accreditation here in virginia for her which sounds funny um for a dog but i want to make sure it's done right and that we're not just bringing a pet into the facility like i want her to be what she's designed to be um to boost morale help depression and induce communication and and different stuff like that so um stay tuned she should be around hopefully soon um so colonel rice give us your blessing (laughs) sir um and then uh she'll probably have her little vest that'll say in training until we can get her officially certified um, and hopefully she can get her her good canine through the AKC certification, which is like the big and the best that you can get. Awesome. Um, and then she'll be here for our Langley campus. And so look out uh, for the therapy dog coming around yes. with your Airman Resilience team. What, what's her name? Lady. Lady. All right. Look out for Lady. Well, I guess we'll take a pause. <laughs> oh, man. I don't want to be barking up the wrong tree. Oh, Stop. Stop. <laughs> because I'm told that I'm being pretty rough. Here we go. Okay, I'll stop. So thank you for (laughs) listening to The Pillars, the podcast of the 363rd ISR Wing of the United States Air Force. I'm Chaplain Jim Bridgeau. And I'm Dr. Jerry Walker. And I am Technical Sergeant Johanna Ackerberg. Until next time, if you need us, reach out to us in the global address list. We look forward to your emails. We also love your comments on iTunes. So please leave an opinion and um, you know mark what you think of us. And until next time, have a great day. Mm-hmm.